Welcome to Capital Edge Church. We have a fantastic message for you that we hope challenges, inspires, and moves your heart for Christ. Let's get into it. Well, good morning. Wasn't it a great week? Didn't we, uh, didn't we have fun meeting uh, people from other churches and uh, realizing that we're not the only Christians on the block. There are Christians on the other side of the lake, Christians next door to us. And uh, it, was, it was amazing. And talking to, talking to people afterwards and uh, uh, you know, receiving emails from people, so encouraging, so encouraging. Um, well, good morning. To this, this month, we're studying a new theme, uh, the Jesus Picture Book. And thank you, Mark, for your comments. Uh, where are you, Mark? Your, your great sense of humor. I like, I like Mark's sense of humor. He always comes up with something new just after I've read it uh, in the, in the uh, joke book we keep in the bathroom. A <laughs> <laughs> theme for the month uh, is the Jesus Picture Book. And I want us to start... Uh, and I'll explain in a minute uh, what we mean by that. But Ephesians chapter 2, verses 19 to 21, we're going to read it through, think about it, work out what it means to our lives, and, and, uh, and, and, and just have a fresh look uh, in a very graphic way about Jesus uh, working in each of our lives. But first of all, let's pray. Lord, thank you. Thank you that you are our rock, you are our foundation. Lord, our lives are established on you and we will not be shaken Lord, the enemy may come and huff and puff and threaten to blow our house down, but we are founded upon you. Lord, you are our strong foundation. You are our cornerstone. Lord, our lives are guided and directed by you. And so today I pray that your, your spirit would come and, 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 and leave a deposit in our lives. Lord, that in, 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 instead of fear, there'd be uh, faith. Instead of uncertainty, there'd be confidence. Lord, that we would go out with a fresh understanding of who you are and how you underpin everything that we are and everything that we believe and our total future uh, because we trust in you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Ephesians chapter 2. Uh, and I understand the, the uh, uh, recordings from Revival Week are going to be up soon. Is that right? Uh, on, on the internet. So watch the space because I know I've got friends in Australia, outside of Australia, who are really keen to just get involved uh, after the event because they were elsewhere in Australia, uh, but let's, let's believe that God will continue to use those messages, those recordings, that time together, uh, that it will reverberate uh, in churches across the city and in other places. Paul writes to the church at Ephesus, now you Gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners, you're citizens along with all God's holy people, you're members of God's family. These are all pictures. Together we are his house built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, and the cornerstone is Christ Jesus himself. There is no other cornerstone. There is no other foundation. There is no one else we can turn to, no one else we need to turn to. He says uh, the cornerstone is Christ Jesus himself, and we are carefully joined together with him, becoming a holy temple in the Lord, through him, you Gentiles, also when made part of this dwelling where God lives by his spirit. So why, why did Jesus talk in pictures? Let's get straight to it. Why did Jesus talk in pictures? I think it's a very simple answer because uh, we all process what we hear uh, in different ways. We all learn in different ways. But, but, but historians estimate that only about one in six people in Jesus' day could read or write. 
And so Jesus used pictures and stories and illustrations as teaching tools. He said, well, a farmer went out to sow. And someone says, hey, I'm a farmer. I know exactly what he's talking about. Or, or, or I'll make you fishers of men. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm a fisherman. I know exactly what he's talking about. And so by teaching this way, Jesus gave them hooks uh, so that they could go away. They, they may not have been great theologians. They couldn't read, couldn't write. Uh, but they didn't uh, stop them from understanding the great truths of God because Jesus put in language that they could understood. Getting closer to our time, even down through the Middle Ages, and uh, it's been my privilege to visit churches, uh, middle-aged, medieval churches all around the world. Well, not all. <laughs> Some parts of the world didn't have work around the Middle Ages. Um, but but these, were, these were oral societies, you know, France and Germany and England, and, and societies in which people, very few people could read or write. There were periods in English history when, when some of the kings could not even read or write. And, and so when, when people went along to church on Sunday... Uh, that, and as they sat in church, hearing a message in Latin that they could not understand, their eyes would drift upwards to stained glass windows where they would see the pictures from the Bible. And they said, oh, there's a picture of Jesus and his disciples. Or there's a picture of the farmer scattering the seed and, and identify with that. There's a picture of the Holy Spirit coming down like a dove and, 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 and descending and resting on Jesus. And they, 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 they see the picture and they can go away with a very clear understanding of what the teaching was all about. Oh, there's Jesus. There's a light. Oh, yes. Jesus is the light of the world. And so because in, in the dark church where they didn't have any electricity and only a few candles, uh, you know, he can lighten up my life. I can walk in the darkness in light because he is the light of my life. And, and so as they saw those pictures, uh, they, they could understand. And Oh, there's another one. There's, there's a loaf of bread. Ah, yes. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. And if you feed on me, you will never be hungry again. Oh, and there's another one. There's Jesus, uh, like a, a shepherd with his sheep. Uh, hey, Joe, you, you know, we're, we're shepherds. We get that. <laughs> we're shepherds. And Jesus was a shepherd. And so as they looked up and saw the pictures... They could see themselves and they could understand the gospel. And, and, and in, a, in a way that uh, the, the theology was very esoteric, but the pictures were very easy to grasp and very easy to remember. Yeah. And so they'd sit down over lunch uh, later on in wherever they had lunch, uh, and, and they'd talk about what they'd seen in those stained glass windows and said, now I, I understand what the gospel means to me. It's very practical. Now, one picture that comes up again and again uh, in the Old Testament and the New Testament, uh, is, is that Jesus said that he was the cornerstone. We sang about that this morning. I'm building my life on a firm foundation. He is my cornerstone. Yeah. What does it mean and how do we apply it to our lives today? I said to um, Pastor Matt the other night, uh, you know, you, you preached on what was above and I'm preaching on what's below. <laughs> now, 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 those that Hebrew and Greek speakers among us will, will may, may query why, why are you using it in reference to cornerstone. So some people say, well, it means capstone. But, but most of the ancient manuscripts said, no, it's the cornerstone. You know, there was under the ground that you couldn't see, the thing that you couldn't see, just like the presence of God in our lives that you can't see, the foundation of our lives that we can't see, but that direct our lives and give us a firm foundation that we're singing about. And we all need that firm foundation. So what was Jesus talking about? Well, let's, let's, uh, let's go back, those of, you who, uh, of us who are old enough, go back to the ancient times when the first cities were being built around the Fertile Crescent and other parts of, of what is now the Middle East. And, and the elders would come to people and say, you're going to build a community. 
and you're going to build buildings and the buildings will be higher. And, and you, know, I st- you know, we strongly counsel you, don't build your city on the beach. Don't build your city in the floodplain. Don't build your city uh, in the riverbed. There's an important lesson here. Because when I was, when I was in, in maybe grade year eight, year, year nine, I used to like going camping. And I'd go out to my uncle's place just outside Brisbane. I'd you know, pack up my sausages and my sleeping bag and my tent and I'd go out there. And he'd say, Alan, whatever you do, do not, do not camp in the riverbed. Why? Because if it rains, you'll be liquidated. <laughs> if it rains, you'll be, you'll be carried away. Do, you know, you can camp up around, uh, among the cows and the cows will come and they might even put their heads inside your tent. But don't camp uh, on, in, in the riverbed. Camp on a firm foundation. And so the picture in the Bible, Jesus used this term to refer to himself. Quoting Isaiah, he referred it to himself. He says, I'm the one that Isaiah was talking about. Yeah. I, 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 I can be a, a, a cornerstone, a foundation in your lives. The picture of the cornerstone, is a, it's a symbol from ancient times that still has profound effect in your life and my life today. Because when the ancients built those edifices, the first thing they did was that they choose a stone, usually the biggest and, and, and that became the cornerstone of the rest of the building. And it was carefully selected. And, and, and they, they, they'd work out where, where they wanted the building to, to lie and where they wanted it to face. They'd place the rock. And after that, every other part of the building came off in one direction from that cornerstone. It was the fundamental stone. It was the fundamental beginning uh, of what emerged as, as the building later on. Everything else led from that one stone. It was the most important in the entire edifice. Now, ancient uh, archaeologists tell us that in ancient times, people would, uh, the, you know, they, 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 they followed their gods and their traditions and they, they, they'd bring sacrifices of wine and grain and sometimes uh, animal sacrifices and even human sacrifices uh, so that they'd have luck uh, and good fortune. And, and the cornerstone was the most important, but often at, at enormous cost. But the, the, the point here is that every foundation uh, needed a reference point to make sure that the walls went straight and didn't sink in soft sound, sand and didn't slide when the soil became saturated with rain. Now, has anybody been, been to Pisa? What's Pisa known for? Huh. It's known for a building that had a bad foundation. You don't plant, a, you don't plant an eight-story tower on, on mud. I was in Mexico City once and the cathedral's like that and the other buildings are like that because when they invaded and, and established uh, the, the empire, they, 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 they built this enormous cathedral on a soft foundation. And if you go there today, it's leaning because its foundations are all wrong. So I thought, okay, I, I, I need to get some scientific understanding of this. So, so how many of you know Byron, uh, Byron Davy, Byron and Ishara? They're in, they're in um, New Caledonia at the moment. We, had, we chatted during the week and I said, Byron, what's the most important? You know, you're a surveyor. You know, you know all about theodolites and all those other things and and logarithms and things that I never understood at school. Why are they important? He said, well, remember, remember when you went to the pyramids? I said, yep. Yeah, I was sitting on a camel and Anita was sitting on a camel and we, we went out there. And, and if we thought they were big, they were big. He said, you know, the pyramids thousands of years later are still there because the first, and this is Byron speaking, he says, uh, each pyramid was built off the very first stone that was laid, the very first cornerstone. Each pyramid. That stone needed to be solid and reliable and immovable. And everything else came from that, every angle and every position. You know, we need that kind of foundation in our lives. Yeah. Yeah. 
You and I need that kind of foundation because people will go off in all different angles and positions and relativities and responses and answers and theories, uh, and we need, we need a foundation that will, that will last the distance. And Jesus said, I can be that in your life. I will be your firm foundation. I will be the cornerstone in your life. Now, now you know, as Christians, we know that problems still come. We know the difficulties in rain and storms and, and, and hurricanes still occur in our lives. And Jesus said, but you won't be moved. You won't shift. You won't drift. There will be shifts. There'll be changes. There'll be disappointments. There'll be They'll be shaking. I lived in an earthquake zone, and I tell you what, there's nothing that makes you pray more than feeling the building shaking at 2 o'clock in the morning. You run to the door jam, you get down on your knees, and you pray. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, you know, and, and they'll be shaking, there'll be, there'll be floods, there'll be slippage. And if the foundation is wrong, the, the, the structure will be inherently unstable. Yeah. But if you get the right foundation, it'll keep you in place. Yeah. And the Bible says that God is building a house. We read that before in Ephesians 2. God is building a house, and it's important for us to get our foundations right. Listen to what Peter said. He said, Christ is the living, living cornerstone of God's temple. Who's God's temple? We are. Thank you. You are. We are God's temple. We are God's dwelling place. It says, he was rejected by people, but he was chosen by God for great honor, and you are the living stones. That's why we like rock music. You are the living stones that God is building into his spiritual temple. What's more, you are his holy priests. Through the mediation of Jesus Christ, you offer spiritual sacrifices that please God. As the scriptures say, again, talking about way back in the Old Testament, talking about Jesus, I am placing a cornerstone in Jerusalem, chosen for great honor. And anyone who trusts in him, not in it, Anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. Yes, you who trust in him recognize the honor that God has given him. But for those who reject him, those who reject him the stone that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. I'll get to that in just a second. There's, there's a, a huge irony in, in the way Jesus brought the gospel into the world. This is a new temple made from living stones. People like you and me. We are God's rocks. We are God's stones. We are God's house. And he comes by his spirit and he lives in us. But, but we can only be the house if we're established on the right foundation. And that house will only hold and remain upright and stand and withstand all the, the pressures and the torments and the shaking that occur in life if the foundation's in the right place. Now, I know, you know you can, I, I can almost hear some people saying, well, yeah, yeah, that, that, that's, that's fine for you. You've been a Christian for a long time. But sometimes my, I, I don't feel very resilient. Um, I, I, my, sometimes my faith gets wobbly. But it doesn't depend on you. It depends on him. Yeah. And if your life's based on him, you can feel wobbly, but he'll still uphold you. Yeah. You can feel shaken, but he'll still uphold you. Yeah. And, and you and I, we need that kind of foundation in our lives today, in our, in our, in, in, in our personal lives, in our moral system, uh, in our financial goals, in our marriages, in our homes, um, uh, and who we are and who we love and how we love them. He's able to give us strength so that we won't sink in the sand, so that we won't sink and slip in the mud. So I want to ask you today, how strong is your foundation? Who is your foundation? Peter uses a pronoun. He says, it, it, he is the foundation. Yeah. When the storms come, 
you know, if it, we will topple, teeter, topple, fall over uh, under pressure if the foundation is weak. So you know, it really depends what, what your life is built on. And it's all very well and it's wonderful to come here during Revival Week and today and worship the Lord and go to home groups. And if you're not in a home group, get in one. Uh, 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 you know, it, that's, that's fantastic. But when we go out, that's, that's where it still has to work for us. How many of you are reading your Bibles? How many of you are reading your one-year Bible? <laughs> yesterday, to even in yesterday's readings, it says that he is our cornerstone. I thought, oh, that's fantastic. It's true. It's in the book. It must be true. It's written in the book. Jesus Christ is our cornerstone. Jesus Christ is our foundation. And you can safely build your life and your future and your plans on him. And if you're young and you're planning a career, planning to get married, planning, planning to build a home, planning to build a future, you can safely build yourself on him. Yeah. And it's unsafe if you don't build your life on him. But it's eminently safe if you do build your life and your future and your hope and your plans on him. Because there is no other. There is no other. That's why he says in 1 Peter uh, 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 that whoever believes in him will not be disappointed. Now, I've been a Christian for a long time. And if there's one thing that I've learned, a lot of things that I've learned I've discarded. But if there's one thing that I've learned over all those years as a Christian... Uh, is that, uh, as you say, he, he says, if you trust in him, you will never be disappointed. And I've never been disappointed because he's always been there. Yes? Is that you? He's always there. You don't have to feel disappointed because his, if your life is based on him. I love that song. On Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. But on Christ, the solid rock I stand. So that's why Ephesians 2 says that, um, you know, that, that he is our foundation. He's the purpose. He's the way that we build our lives. He's the, but it all depends on the cornerstone. He has to be the cornerstone. He has to be the, found, the founding block in your life and my life and our faith in our church. He has to be the founding block in our marriages and in our family life. Because if he's in the right place and everything in our life is guided and directed in relation to him, then we can have confidence that he'll give us the power and the capacity to be strong. Jesus Christ is the hope of the world. And Jesus Christ is the hope for families and young people and, and, and people at university and primary school. Jesus Christ is the hope for business people today. You know, in, in a world in which, yes, there, there, there are torments that are, that are blowing all around the world today, but we still have a firm foundation. And at the end of the day, I still trust, I still trust in Christ. I still trust in Christ. When I read the newspaper, when I, when I look at the figures, I say, oh, this is terrible. But I still trust in Christ because everything else is transitory. You know, this week, uh, Australian Christian churches, missionaries from all over the world, uh, usually we gather uh, in Phuket for our annual missions conference. And last year and this year, it was, it was virtual. And you know, one of the staggering things... is that we, we had Zoom session after Zoom session with all our missionaries and, and I'm involved... Um, at a board level with, with our missionaries around the world. And, 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 and I was involved in a lot of those Zoom sessions. And, and, and just listening to, their, listening to their discussions. You know, we've got families that have had COVID. Several families, we, we talked to them, they've had COVID. 
We've, we've got families living in the north of, I won't mention which country, but countries which, are, which, are, uh, which, which have become failed states that, where, 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 there are, where there are terrorists uh, in their cities or surrounding their cities. They're working as medics. They're, 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 they're planning churches. They're running home groups in very, very, very difficult circumstances. But everyone spoke positively. Yeah. I didn't hear a single word of complaint. They said our churches are still providing all the support. I want to thank you for giving the missions in this church because, you know, all across Australia, it was amazing, the stories. They said all our churches are, are continuing to support us and pray with us. Uh, what, what, and it's so, so amazing. And, 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 I, and I, I, I got in touch with a number of them afterwards and I said, thank you for your, your I feel more encouraged listening to you than I do listening to the ABC. I feel, I feel really encouraged you know, time and time and time again, such positive stories. And their foundation is our foundation as well. Their cornerstone is our cornerstone as well. And that's what changes the narrative. That's what gives us optimism. That's what gives us hope. Our hope is in a foundation that will never collapse. Now, the irony is that when Jesus came into the world, people thought they had the foundation and they rejected the real one. I've been to archaeological sites around the Middle East and, and they say, see that building there, uh, that, 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 that stone there, you know, it's, it's perfect. But, but, but that, was a, that was a stone that was rejected. The builders said, no, we don't want that kind of building. We want to build another kind of building. And so they rejected some, some of the perfect candidates to become the foundation for strong buildings. And Jesus came into his society and he said, hey, you guys, you're, you're, you're building a building and you're, you're, you're building a society and it's got the wrong foundation because you've rejected the cornerstone yeah. that God gave you. You've rejected the foundation that God gave you. You need new planners. You need new architects. And that was the revolutionary thing about Jesus because when Jesus came, they didn't recognize that he was the one that they needed. He said, he said, I am the stone, I am the cornerstone that you builders have rejected. And because you haven't got the stone, you're going to collapse. But whoever builds his life or her life on me will have a sure foundation for now and for eternity. He said, I am the cornerstone. And I want to be the cornerstone in your life today in Canberra in 2021. Jesus wants to be the cornerstone of your life and your hopes and your plans and who you are today and who you'll be in 10 years, 20 years down the road. If Christ is your foundation, if Christ is your cornerstone, you will not fall over. You will not collapse. There'll be pressures, there'll be issues, there'll be things that'll come along, but he will hold you firm. Don't depend upon yourself. Don't depend upon your own strength. Don't, don't look to yourself for your resilience. Be firmly planted and established on him and you'll have a firm foundation. So that when you sing that song, we have a firm foundation. You can say, yes, yes, he's mine. He's my foundation. He's your foundation. And that's what makes us different as Christians. And when they rejected him, what they built fell over. But only what's being built on Christ has lasted from generation to generation. And that's when I look back over my life. You know, I've been flawed in so many ways and remain flawed in so many ways. Uh, but I know that the stone that the builders of Jesus' day rejected, he has become the foundation of my life. And he's the one who gives me hope uh, and, 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 and a promise for the future. Everything else is inherently flawed and fragile. And there are millions of people today whose lives are flawed and fragile uh, because they lack direction, because they lack a foundation. But Christ can give us direction. Yeah. He'll give you direction. 
And if your life and the plans that you make and the decisions that you make all come out of that foundation, out of that cornerstone, you're on a, you're on a sure winner. Yeah. It's a good thing. You, you may be pushed. You may be prodded. But if he's in charge of the project, you won't fall over. You may be poked. And, 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 and the enemy may come to your door like the story of the three little pigs. I don't know if it's true. I don't think it was, but there's a lesson there. Another picture. <laughs> and the enemy can come to your door. I'm going to huff. I'm going to puff. And I'm going to blow your house down. And what will he do? He'll huff and he'll puff and he'll huff and he'll puff and he'll huff and he'll puff and it won't collapse. It won't collapse. You won't collapse if your foundation is strong and is based on Christ and his kingdom. In him, everything holds together. In him, everything is stable. In him, uh, uh, and that, that's one thing I love about the church. You know, that's one thing I really enjoyed about Revival Week this week. We came together, we sang, we worshipped together. We met in, in the, on the corridor, we talked. And, we, and, and, and there was a sense of, of optimism. There was a sense of, of just belonging to the people of God belonging to the building that he's building and it was all because of the foundation that we have in Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. ACDC, that, that wonderful band, ACDC. I never was a fan but I, I couldn't understand the language but ACDC wrote a book, so I wrote a song, they didn't write books, they, they wrote songs. <laughs> they wrote a song called Shake Your Foundation. Does anybody remember that? No ACDC fans here? ACD, <laughs> Shake Your Foundation. Well, when I think about it and when I see what happened in the years after they wrote and released that, I thought, well, maybe that wasn't such a good idea. Because if you shake the foundation, everything's going to come crashing down and you're going to need a very big umbrella because there'll be nowhere else to go. <laughs> when, if you shake the foundation and it's not the right foundation, it'll collapse on your head. Can I just get serious for a minute? Well, I'm always serious. Anita and I were up at Threadbow the other night. And, and I stood looking at that, at that site where, you know, remember Stuart Diver and the, the collapse of that building in Threadbow? You know, because of the water that got under the foundation, washed it away, uh, it wasn't strong enough. And, 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 and I thought, we, we've got to have a strong foundation. Because when we're at least expecting it, something can come along uh, and, 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 and wash away what we've got underneath our marriage, our family, our plans for the future, who we are, who we want to become. And that's why we as Christians need to reaffirm that Christ is our foundation, yeah. that he is who he says he is, and he is the only reliable foundation. I love that song we were singing before by Paul Barrett. I will build my life upon your love. It is a firm foundation and I will put my trust in you alone and I will not be shaken. Yeah. Praise God for that. Yeah. Praise God for that. Sometimes we feel like we're shaking. But, but you know, when, you, when you realize that your life is established in Christ and you're praying, you've got a relationship with him, you're meditating on his word, you're growing as a Christian, your faith is in him and not in yourself, you can come to the point and say, well, you know, whatever happens and it will happen, whatever happens, I have a firm foundation and, and, and God will keep me strong. And it'll keep you strong because you've got a firm foundation with a cornerstone that will never give way, with a foundation that will never give way. I want to tell you the difference. In those ancient buildings I mentioned before, when they, when they put down the foundation and they, they bring sacrifices, they often wrote the, the name of their king or their sponsor. 
Well, our foundation's got a name too, and it's the name of Jesus. And it was laid with the cost of His life. He laid down His life and, and it was His blood that was shed when that foundation went down. But, it, but He rose again and He said, I'm still alive and I can still keep you. I can be and I will be your foundation. And so if that's you today and you're wondering where to go, it's never too late to surrender to Him. He will never give way. He will never let you down. He will never slide out from underneath you. You can be sure as you plan, as you think, as you plan your life, as you, as you make decisions, you can be sure that it will stand firm because Christ is underneath who you are as a believer, as a Christian. If you feel that your life's a bit out of whack, then you know, realign your lives, realign your life with Him, with God's purposes, and make sure that He is your cornerstone. Make sure that He is the basis of your foundation as a Christian. On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. But on Christ, the solid rock, I'm going to continue to stand. And every day needs to be a day of surrender to Christ. Surrendering to Him. Meditating on Him. Meditating on His Word. Listening to His voice. Getting and keeping in the habit of listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Ceasing to work in our own strength and our own ideas because that, that will never cut it. But resting in Him, relying in Him to carry out His plan and His purpose in your life and my life. What does Peter says? What does Peter say? Peter says, if, 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 if you have that kind of faith and trust in Him, you will, anyone who trusts in Him will never be disappointed. You'll never be disappointed. And you and I today, even as we're in this hall, before we go home and do whatever we've got planned for the afternoon, we can make a decision. Jesus, I want you. I, I, I just reaffirm that you, you, are, you, you have to be. You are the basis of my life. And as I see, see the picture of Jesus, the picture of Jesus underneath my feet, underneath my life, underneath my marriage and my home. That picture of Jesus is the one on whom I can stake the future. I can confidently stake the future. Come hell or high water, I can stake the future on Him because He's the one who makes us a new creation with a new foundation. Do you believe that? Our time is nearly up. I don't know if we're all believers in Christ this morning, maybe we are, maybe, maybe, maybe you're not sure. Can we just close our eyes just for a second? This is where, you know, as you've been listening to me, I pray that it's not my voice you've been hearing, but the voice of the Holy Spirit speaking to you, speaking to you, challenging you, encouraging you. If you have never given your life to Christ, you may have come to church, you may read, you may even read the Bible, which you said, but 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 I've never I've never made I've never made Christ the basis of my life. Today I want to receive Him into my life, and I want to I want to place the rest of my life upon the foundation of Jesus Christ as a Christian. I want to receive Jesus as my Savior. I want to become a Christian today. As our eyes are closed, we just want to pray with you afterwards. Can you put up your hand if that's you? You say today I want to invite Christ into my life. I want to. Turn around. I want to make Him the foundation of my life. Is there anyone here? That's you. God's been speaking to you. And across this auditorium, as our eyes are closed, 
I just want to put that challenge out there. Who's, who's the foundation of your life? Who's the cornerstone of your life? Is it you? Well, that's not going to work. Is it public opinion? Well, that's not going to work. Is it the theology of the church? That's not going to work. It's only Christ. Only Christ. And as a church today, we are so happy that we don't have to depend upon ourselves. We reaffirm that Christ is our cornerstone. Christ is our foundation. Holy Spirit, do your work in our lives today. Lord, help us to take what we've heard from your word and, 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 and teach us, teach us how to apply it in our lives. Lord, as we face difficult circumstances, even today, and choices, needs that we have, I pray that by your work, Spirit of God, you would come and show us how having Christ as our foundation, we don't have to worry about those things because we're sure and steadfast because our lives are planted upon a rock. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You're alive today. The stone that the builders of your day rejected Lord, you, you have become the foundation of our lives. Our lives, our future, our eternity are established on you, Jesus. Amen.